This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Abby Hornacek. I'm Ben Dominich. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, July 27th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. It's been 70 years since the fighting stopped on the Korean Peninsula, but it is far from peaceful as communist rulers in the north continue to rattle sabers. The alliance with uh, South Korea is more important than ever because we are uh, facing shared security threats from North Korea and Chinese Communist Party. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Korean War came to an end 70 years ago with the signing of the Korean Armistice Agreement between Korean leaders in the North and South, and by American and Chinese generals. It ended the hostilities across the now and still infamous 38th parallel. But a lack of war isn't exactly peace. There was some rapprochement between North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and former U.S. President Donald Trump. It never led to any formal relations, but it did breathe life into some form of Korean reunification. The North and South fielded a combined women's ice hockey team at the 2018 Winter Olympics in the South, and both sides began allowing long-separated families to make visits. But the North, formerly the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, remains a communist, totalitarian and repressive prison, continually threatening regional war compared to their southern cousins or the Republic of Korea with its fast-moving economy and high living standards. And to complicate things further, U.S. Army soldier Travis King, separated from the military due to criminal convictions in South Korea, broke away from his minders and crossed into North Korea. And nobody knows why or if they're treating him humanely. My understanding is that because we don't have any former diplomatic uh, relationship between North Korea and the United States, we are relying on our partner in Sweden uh, to be our go-betweener. Congresswoman Young Kim represents California's 40th Congressional District and serves on the House's Foreign Affairs Committee and on the Taiwan Caucus. She's also a Korean immigrant, having arrived in the U.S. as a child. The Congresswoman joins us to discuss the anniversary of the armistice and the U.S.'s bigger concerns in Asia, but first updates us on this bizarre matter of the missing former soldier. We have not had a direct uh, conversation Uh, with uh, North Koreans about his detention. Uh, We are definitely concerned about his well-being. Uh, Obviously, as an American citizen, uh, we are hoping that 
we can somehow bring him back home. My first and foremost is with his family uh, who are concerned about his safety. And I intend to continue communicating with the State Department about what steps they are taking to secure his release, if any, if that is the uh, direction that they're going. But again, uh, it just so happened last week, I had uh, Assistant Secretary from the State Department uh, you know, come with me because we're having another, uh, you know, classified briefing for other reasons, other issues. So I just asked him about what he knows at the time. And this was probably a day or two uh, after the news broke. So not much uh, he was able to uh, share with us. And so we're going to just keep uh, watching the situation. I just hope that uh, personally that North Korea doesn't think that uh, Golden Goose has landed on their on their lap and uh, used it uh, in some way as a leverage point in uh, you know talking to the United States or you know anyone for that matter because we don't know much about the situation we don't know what you know what was the motive for him to do this my personal uh, question that came to mind was how was he able to uh get away from the airport when they kind of thought oh okay he's going to be on the plane we're going to leave him alone but how was he able to get out of that airport and join a group of tourists and from the airport to where he defected or ran towards the north korea at dmz that's quite a distance right there. You can't just walk there or you cannot just take a bus there. Even if it's a tour, tourist group, there's a lot of uh, coordination that needs to take place. Having been to DMZ many times, I know how difficult it is to uh, you know make those arrangements. So I'm just questioning, how did this happen? One is reminded of the case of Otto Warmbier, who yes. was um, uh, taken into custody in North Korea. He was an American student. He was there visiting. He tried to steal a propaganda poster, probably as a, a prank or a, a thoughtless uh, act. Uh, and for this, he was held for, for quite a long time. And as we've learned, he was brutalized. And when he was returned, he did not live long. Uh, he was returned, I, I believe, unconscious. And, and despite any slight thawing in relations that there may have been between, say, President Trump and and uh, Chairman Kim. Uh, we don't have any reassurances here, do we? Uh, well, there is no reassurance or anything. There, one, there is no communication directly happening right now. And you are men uh, you mentioned Otto Wambier. Um, you know, unfortunately, Otto, uh, you know, this was already six years ago when, uh, you know, this happened. I am in regular contact with Otto's family. And when I saw uh, Private King's, uh, you know, news breaking out, I immediately thought of Otto. But this is two different situations. Right. Otto was held while he was still in North Korea. In the case of Private King, he voluntarily uh, crossed the border uh, to be in the custody of North Korea. And he wanted this to happen. So this is a two different cases. Um, and again, because there is so much unknowns, it's very difficult to assess how this will have an implication on uh, United States and, you know, in our uh, ongoing discussion with North Korea in any way. But we know North Korea, talking about North Korea, North Korea, Kim Jong-un, his uh, regime is very um, 
unreliable. I mean, I can tell you he's a thug. His regime has shown that it's not currently interested in denuclearization. And uh, even when North Korea comes to the table, it consistently fails to deliver on its promises to denuclearize. So again, going into the situation, uh, we don't know um, what to expect. We just know that uh, North Korea, Kim Jong-un um, and his regime cannot be trusted because they are getting more and more aggressive. We just saw the launching of the missiles, um, you know, frequently in response to our U.S. ROC joint military exercises. And we just saw that happening uh, after we had uh, USS uh, uh, Kentucky arriving in Pusan port, uh, North Korea uh, responded to this by launching their own uh, missiles. And so we have to, I guess, deal with North Korea for what it is today, not what we hope North Korea to be in the future. Congresswoman, uh, in the backdrop of all of this is the 70th anniversary of the signing of the armistice, the truce that really brought the end of the of the active fighting of what we now call the Korean War between the North and the South and and foreign involvement as well. And uh, 70 years, there has been some progress, but there has not been uh, a full on reunification of the Korean people in the peninsula. But take some time to tell us what you're working on and what's new and what your observations are and what people should be thinking about. The alliance with uh, South Korea is more important than ever because we are uh, facing shared security threats from North Korea and Chinese Communist Party. Um, we are, uh, you know, coming up on the 70th uh, anniversary of the U.S. Rock Alliance, which has gotten stronger uh, over the last 70 years, uh, meeting our economic and security goals with clear-eyed focus on our shared values of freedom, democracy, and rule of law. And so I think, um, again, as I mentioned, I wanted to mention it because I'm an a immigrant from South Korea. I came here when I was a young girl, uh, and I grew up in South Korea in the aftermath of Korean War. I tasted what the freedom was like when I uh, saw uh, soldiers driving through the community that I live in, in those GI trucks, you know, throwing out candies and chocolates, uh, you know, just making sure that uh, they felt that they were sharing those with us. That was the first glimpse of the freedom and opportunity that, uh, you know, this country provides. And so I'm after, um, you know, seven years, our alliance is stronger and I think it's only gotten stronger with uh, South Korea's President Yoon Suk Nir visiting uh, United States and the way that it was treated with the state dinner, you know, speaking at the joint sessions of Congress, it was only amplified even more. So as a, um, a young girl who came from South Korea myself, this is really an honor and privilege for me to be celebrating the 70th armistice as well as uh, the independence of South Korea. And I want to thank all those men and women who served in Korea to uh, protect the country they never knew and protect the people they never met. As the Korean War veteran memorial reads, in quote, our nation honors her sons and daughters who answered the call to defend a country they never knew and a people they never met. This is deeply engraved, engraved in me. It's so interesting because I think for, you know, as time goes on and, and 
the study of American history at the public school level begins to get narrower. I, I think the Korean War is sometimes forgotten or it's sometimes reduced to episodes of MASH. Not that MASH was a bad show, but uh, y- y- there, there, there's so much more involved in this and in how we, we, we sort of brought our values to another part of the world. But in, in, in doing so, we, we did make some, some lives better in, in the course of, of also creating some some not so great situations and something that persisted today the 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 separation of korea yeah korea has really become uh from a recipient uh country to a donor country right now and they're very very strong economic partner and uh, we have a strong trade relationship and we're going to only strengthen this through free trade and promoting a free and open in the pacific and as chairwoman of the indo-pacific subcommittee this is really a high priority for me. We're speaking with Congresswoman Young Kim of California on a number of issues regarding Asia and specifically North and South Korea, including the anniversary of the end of the Korean War on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. As more and more Biden administration officials make visits to China uh, to try, you know, un- under the guise of certain uh, policy cooperations, whether it's uh, finance or, or the environment or, or whatnot, but they, they don't seem to be getting anywhere diplomatically with China. And Taiwan continues to hang in the balance here. Taiwan is, um, you know, we, we have our own nebulous uh, stance on Taiwan, which I think many people would uh, uh, would prefer us to have a more uh, concrete stand on, on, on how we view Taiwan. But how are those relations going from from your perspective or are they are they going completely backwards? They are more interested in not antagonizing China being uh, appeasing China than engaging the United States, especially now, uh, between the time when my subcommittee uh, hearing was supposed to happen until last week, there were have been like at least four high level uh, state uh, I mean, US officials from the Secretary Blinken to uh, Treasury uh, Secretary Yellen to, you know, dif- uh, defense, uh, attorney, I mean, defense uh, department, high level officials all went to China to engage with our adversaries in conversations rather than just uh, engaging the members of Congress. So this it shows, I mean, I'm really concerned about that, um, especially when we are faced with growing economic coercion from China, uh, using the Belt and Road Initiative investments, using the special status that China is a developing country, so-called, but they are not when they are the second largest economy in the world. So I'm trying to change that and make sure that our allies stand with us, with the United States, in calling on China, that you are not a developing country. Stop, uh, you know, uh, gaming the system using that uh, special status. So there is a lot we need to do, bring our allies together to work with us in countering China's growing aggression, both economically and in the security front. And that means uh, we need to show, uh, you know, uh, strength. And that means we need to be more forceful in uh, bringing our allies together and say, let's work together to counter China in this case. 
I do want to ask you one other question regarding China. Uh, it was announced TikTok will be unveiling a e-commerce platform within its app here in the United States with the sole purpose of selling uh, items or, or goods manufactured in the People's Republic of China. Um, TikTok has been a, a source of controversy for many, many reasons. Uh, it is um, something that's been the focus of congressional hearings as well. Uh, it, it, this doesn't seem like a good step uh, for the U.S. economically and for how much social power, if you will, we uh, Americans are giving this uh, this app, TikTok. Uh, it, we, we've known its ability to uh, be everything from a marketing tool to a manipulation tool. So uh, what what would this what would your stance be on this? I mean, is there any is there anything that you plan or is in the works to maybe curb or regulate TikTok's ability to become a commerce platform in this in this country? First, I want to say that I've always been concerned because, you know, despite what TikTok says, TikTok is owned by China, its company uh, ByteDance. So as long as affiliated with China, it is a threat. It's a national threat to us. I think our federal government would need to do a better job of, uh, you know, utilizing our uh, I guess the rules and regulations to keep an eye on what TikTok is doing, what information they are sharing, despite the TikTok uh, CEO coming before our congressional committees to say otherwise. I think lately we've heard some news stories. Yes, one of the uh, the employees that worked at TikTok has sort of uh, worked as a whistleblower saying, yes, they are sharing information. So it is a threat. All right. Congresswoman Young Kim of California, thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you, Evan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.